0: You're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? You've come to the right place. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Payments Innovation Podcast. This is your host, Brady Burkett. And today we have Sejo Cote, founder and CEO of Airbase. Sejo, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Brady. So Sejo, if you wouldn't mind, for our for our listeners today, giving a little bit of background about yourself, about your career, and what led you to found Airbase. Right. So,
1: you know, as you said, I'm the founder and CEO of Airbase. And, uh, you know, we're about a three and a half year old company. We were founded in uh, 2017. And we're a spend management business, which is, in other words, we help companies bring together all of the different elements of non-payroll spend that happens uh, in their companies from multiple siloed systems into one platform, right? And you know, it's a good question for why I'm working on this. Uh, I, you know, I'm not uh, an accountant or a, a finance person uh, by any means. I'm an engineer. I'm a product person. But I learned about this problem when I was uh, building my previous company. So before this, I uh, built and sold another company called uh, Automatic. It was in a very different domain. It was uh, you know, a connected car platform. Right in the automotive ecosystem, but uh, the nature of the business was such that I had to, uh, you know, learn a lot about financial operations because we were making hardware, we were building inventory, and there were cash flow management issues, and all of that uh, required me to be a little bit more involved in understanding what actually was happening on the financial operation side of things because it was quite existential if we didn't get that right. right. And uh, but as I learned, as I kind of uh, dug into it, the overall experience was quite frustrating, and and. Uh, especially as a product person, when I looked at just how my finance and accounting teams were operating and the work they were doing, uh, it just seemed very inefficient. And the sheer number of systems that we had, especially uh, around the spend management uh, side of things, right? If you looked at all of the different ways in which we spent the company, and as a venture-funded growing company, we were unprofitable, you know, uh, for the most part. And uh, I was a lot more focused on that area. And the workflows and the systems were just Incredibly frustrating uh, for me to uh, deal with. Obviously, I couldn't do anything about that problem back then. I was building a different co- uh, company. It went into my ideas notebook to look into when I had the chance. And finally, when we sold that business to uh, SiriusXM in 2017, I got the opportunity to dig in as I was thinking about what I was going to do next. And I, I, I spent months talking to uh, dozens of uh, controllers and accountants and CFOs. And long story short, walked away with the conviction that uh, there is a pretty big problem uh, in terms of how companies manage money, especially small and mid-market companies, right? And so that's who we focus on. We don't really focus on large enterprise uh, businesses. Uh, but in that mid-market uh, stage of the business, uh, it's, it's completely broken. And I felt the infrastructure was starting to become available to solve that problem in a much better way, right? And so that's how uh, I got started.
0: No, it's a, it's a interesting story that you have an ideas notebook. And so I guess we're all wondering what's coming after Airbase, but while we're on the topic, so what, what came out of those conversations, right? What was the missing piece that you realized that you guys could focus on at Airbase to solve the, the pain points that you had, right? You, you, you mentioned doing market research. What, what were those um, specifics that that you guys are actually putting into the market today?
1: So if you think about the life cycle of how money gets spent in a business, especially the non-payroll dollars. Now, payroll is fairly straightforward. It sits in the payroll software system and there are puts and takes as people join and leave and then and, and, uh, you know, it runs on a monthly basis. But if you look at all the non-payroll dollars, it could be marketing spend, software subscriptions, food, travel, like you know the hundred other things that companies tend to spend money on, especially as you're growing as a business. You know, the first thing that finance and accounting teams really want is that they want some control over that spend, right? So you want, you know, a process of um, where employers can request uh, spend, and then one or more people can approve it, and then after the approvals are done, for the most part, they want them to go pay the vendors and spend the money, and then there is accounting operations that have to happen once you have spent the money. You have to record it correctly, categorize it in your accounting software, it could be Netsuite or QuickBooks or what have you. So there's a whole life cycle and steps that happen. And if you think about how it happens in most modern businesses, it happens across like five or six different systems, right? On the front end, how a request and approval is happening, that's happening in a Slack conversation. Hey, can I spend this money? It's happening in an email conversation. Even if you have a good process, you know some companies have a Jira ticketing-based system where you have to create a ticket when you want to spend money, all that kind of stuff. It's very ad hoc and it lives in its own systems without a clean audit trail and things like that. But then when you are ready to spend the money, yet more systems. Some money is being spent in a corporate account system. Some is being spent in a system like Bill.com because you're receiving an invoice and then you want to make an ACH or check payment. Uh, employees are spending their own money and they're coming back and reimbursing it. That happens in a system like Expensify. You know, and at the end of the day, when you're closing your books as an accountant, you know, the pull data from all of these different systems and the accounting operations and workflows are super painful and manual when you have like that many kind of systems involved in that process. right? And so... That is the central problem that we solve in that we say that, look, get rid of those four or five or six different systems involved in the workflows of how the business spends money. You just need one platform end-to-end, right? From the moment an employee thinks, hey, I want to spend money, uh, you know, how is it requested? How is it approved? How can you give both requesters and approvers a very consistent experience no matter where money is being spent or how money is being spent? And then when you get the right approvals, all payment methods in the same platform: virtual cards, physical cards, ACH, check, international payments. Can you bring everything into one platform? And finally, as all the dollars are flowing to the same platform, can you streamline away the accounting operations and even automate a big chunk of it, right? And so, bringing all of that together, that's the 10x improvement in experience that you can deliver uh, to companies, right? And that's yeah,
0: what absolutely. And, and you you kind of answered the question already, but I, I just want to to touch on it because I think. There is some uh, I guess you know people here spend management platforms, expense platforms, accounts payable platforms, and they're kind of in the same group, um, but you know there's not a clear distinction at least in in kind of the layperson's mind. So can you kind of clarify for for our audience um, the difference between an accounts payable platform, an expense platform, a spend management platform, and what makes spend management uh, different?
1: Yeah, so look, uh, ultimately. Yeah, these are all used interchangeably, but in my view, uh, you know, an AP platform, if you look at the systems and products out there in the market that call themselves AP platforms for the most part, it essentially has to do with managing the invoices that come into the business that you then ingest into the system, get the right approvals and then make the ACH and check payments. That's your AP process. That's kind of the heart of the AP process uh, as, as uh, accountants and finance people would traditionally Understanding, right? Uh, you know, uh, your accounting team or finance team would not think of your corporate card as uh, kind of being a core part of your AP uh, process at uh, the end of the day. And expense reimbursement is exactly that. You have systems like Expensify, Abacus, Concur, and others like them that allow employees to come in and say, hey, I spent my own money, pay me back, right? And so those are kind of the expense reimbursement systems. In my mind, spend management is kind of a consolidation of all of these disparate systems. Look, we could probably have another hour-long podcast to ask the question: Why is it that all of these systems that companies use today? Why did they evolve in silos? Why are corporate cards their own category of product and bill payments uh, and in AP platforms their own category of product and expense reimbursement a completely different category of product? And there are good reasons. and things like payment infrastructure and how it evolved and all those kinds of things go into why the uh, ecosystem evolved the way it did. But it doesn't have to be that way from an experience perspective, right? So when you think about finance and accounting, especially nobody would have designed a system the way it is now, the status quo, uh, you know, and and what spend management does is really think about it from the ground up and say, okay, from first principle, and that's the way we look at it uh, at Airbase is if you solve that problem from first principles, all the way through to the life cycle of spend, request approvals, payments, accounting operations, how do you build it, right? What if you did not have the constraints that some of these older legacy systems had, which made them have to focus on like a specific part or piece of the problem, how do you solve it? And you know, in my mind, that's spend management when it brings together every non-payroll dollar and the experience around how that money is spent. And it kind of removes these distinctions that, and artificial distinctions, in my mind, that employees and finance and accounting teams have to deal with. Uh, you know, that's my kind of thinking around what uh, you can kind of call a spend management system or not.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose that's that's your advantage entering the space, kind of with a, with a fresh mind. Right? You didn't come from a, a legacy system. Um, you, you entered the space and thought from first principles, as you said. So, one follow up question. You know, we we mentioned that the existing companies have these existing systems. How does Airbase approach that? Right? Do you do you talk to a company and you say, "Hey, rip out Expensify, rip out um, your your accounts payable platform, and install Airbase," or do you have a, a different approach to the market when speaking with those companies?
1: Yeah. No, look, uh, ultimately, you know, more than half our customers uh, right now they just come in and they sign up for the whole platform, right? And and they completely see the benefits of replacing all of the siloed solutions with one. You know, a uh, platform that Airbase provides. And uh, that happens most of the time, right? But there are definitely instances when customers come to us and say, Look, I'm just in the market for really good bill payments product right now. That's all I have bandwidth to implement. That's the problem I'm trying to solve right now. And we do not turn those customers away. We are more than happy to give them access to uh, just that single product. We also give them uh, limited access to the other areas of the platform so that they get. Uh, the benefit of that and they can understand the benefit of consolidating everything uh, into a single system. But because we have very mature, you know, a corporate card product, a bill payments product, an expense reimbursement product, we essentially get three kind of shots of the customer, right? And so for any company that, as you scale, you absolutely need those three systems. So we we give us three different opportunities to win uh, that customer. And that's the important distinction especially with mid-market companies who we primarily target. Now, for example, you can't go up to a you know, controller of a 500-employee company and say, hey, you should get rid of, uh, say, your corporate card and Bill.com and, and Expensify or whatever these uh, different systems might be that they're using. You should get rid of them, but you have you will then have to give up half the workflows that you uh, depend on, the features that you depend on in these systems. You can't do that. Right? Nobody's going to move. Uh, and consolidating one platform uh, if you are not able to deliver a complete replacement for all of the features and workflows that they need and depend on uh, to run their business. And so that's the hard part. You know, I, I see a number of companies uh, you know, in the market uh, have like really rudimentary workflows in specific areas like uh, expense reimbursement or something like that and then say, hey, I'm a spend management platform. Right? But the reality is uh, you know, they're largely maybe corporate cards or something like that. And it's way harder to actually build the breadth and the depth of solution where each element of your overall spend management platform can go head to head and compete with point solutions that have been around for a decade or more. right? And so that's the challenge that we've kind of set for ourselves, because if you can't walk into a fairly large company and convince them that your entire platform and independent kind of products within it can go head to head against uh, point solutions that you're already using today, and they're not going to be giving up anything, they're not, they're not truly a uh, spend management platform.
0: Right? Yeah, 100%. So well, one thing, though, that, that you mentioned a couple of times um, is this idea of non-payroll spend. Um, and ca- can you just explain why payroll is typically left out, right? Like in that depth and breadth conversation, you're talking about all these different systems to piece together. Why is payroll not included in a spend management platform?
1: Look, uh, different people might have different uh, ways of thinking about it, but for me, we don't include kind of uh, payroll in that uh, overall problem set yeah, that might change uh, well into the future, part for two reasons. One is the pain experienced by the customer, right? So uh, when I was doing my customer discovery and speaking with lots of people uh, who were doing the job every day, nobody you know kind of raises their hand and says payroll is where... Yeah, you know, I, I I feel a lot of pain, right? And uh, that's typically not uh, the problem, and it's a fairly well served uh, problem. And, and different segments of the market, you know, maybe there were certain segments that weren't as well served. Uh, you know, say over the last six, seven, eight years, one example is the lower end of the market, right, where companies like Gusto and 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 uh, folks like them have come in and done a great job serving you know the really small businesses, uh, which wasn't kind of happening. That was an open Gap in the market, but I don't think that's the case. I think the payroll market in general is well served, and uh, you don't walk into a, cus- a company typically and ask them about the payroll system and hear like you know huge stories of pain uh, over there. Yeah, there's always things that you can improve and uh, innovate and all that kind of stuff. But on the non-payroll side, it is a completely different story, right? If you look at all the non-payroll dollars that the company spends it is massive pain. There is a lot of frustration and there is a lot of unnecessary work. And, you know, companies having to hire, like, uh, you know, armies of people to just deal with the bad process of having multiple siloed systems and things like that. Uh, And, you know, from a solution perspective, well, you know, as a a startup going after a good business opportunity, you want to chase the pain, right? And so that's uh, essentially what we are doing. And consolidating the non-payroll spend into one platform is, uh, you know, uh, where we see the opportunity and we see kind of also the default expectation of the market shifting. Right. And, and that's uh, essentially uh, what we're going after.
0: Yeah. Makes sense. So, so one theme that, that we talk about on this show quite often um, is the the trends and, and it it kind of flips back and forth between bundling and unbundling of services and financial services. Um, <clears throat> and what we see in the market too is as firms bundle and unbundle the services they offer. Um, there are folks coming from all different sides of the market that converge on similar products and similar services for the end customer. So, can you talk a little bit about what you're seeing in the market today? Where different companies, maybe you'd call them competitors to Airbase, are coming from? What What are like the hot areas that that you're seeing growing? Um, and then, you know, I, I think specifically as well is is we see a rise of digital banks. Right, and and previously, legacy banks have not touched this space. They've not really invested in their payments platform as much, expecting companies to have different software systems and 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 funds in their bank. But maybe the rise of digital banks means your bank can do some of this stuff too. Can you talk just talk about what you're seeing in the market and um, the landscape of, of you amongst uh, many of your peers?
1: Yeah. So the first thing I should
0: probably say is that
1: this is a massive market, right? Helping companies manage the money that they spend and to help them, you know, with control, with visibility and to save uh, the, uh, on, on the dollars that they spend because they have you know, good processes end to end. That applies to every business, right? And if you have good tools and if you offer a good, compelling solution, those businesses are going to do well. It. And it's also a segment-based thing, right? And there's a massive, small end of the business. that is a massive mid-market. There is a massive enterprise business as well. It's the economy. Every business spends money, uh, ultimately. And that's kind of point number one. I think there is, uh, while financial infrastructure uh, is helping provide access to a lot of these services, you know, a company like currency Cloud enables that. Right? It enables companies uh, like Airbase to focus on higher-level uh, software and solutions and take that uh, to market faster. And as those kind of uh, infrastructure uh, elements start to become uh, available different you know uh, startups and companies are going after different segments uh, of the market yeah you know, there's definitely been a lot of noise and activity in the corporate card space uh, for a while now right and as issuing platforms like marketa and stripe has their own Ardien has their own all of those have uh, started to become uh, mature uh, everybody started launching their own corporate cards and there's been a lot of activity in the space there's a lot of uh, funding that has gone into that space. But my approach with Airbase has always been, yes, we have a card-spend management product, we offer a corporate card uh, product, and you know, we've always focused on uh, the mid-market customers. But we've always focused on the software element, right? And we you know, have this thesis internally that the corporate card uh, is is a software workflow product, right? It's a software product, and it's not like this piece of plastic that you mail out uh, to people. Uh, and then give them a PDF statement at the end of the month, right? Like that's, you know, that day is gone, right? And the future of the corporate card is as a software workflow product. And so, you know, we have always uh, kind of benefited from that approach. And our customers, you know, not only do they pay us a subscription fee for access to that workflow software that we provide to manage spend that happens on cards, we don't even, for the most part, give them credit, right? And so we have never been in the lending business. We've always thought of ourselves primarily as a B2B, You know, SaaS business focused in the software layer. And that should say something about the depth that we go to and the value that we provide that, you know, these largely mid-market companies, not only will they give up the credit that uh, uh, their uh, existing corporate card gives them, on top of that, they will pay as a fee to manage uh, the spend that happens. And uh, that's approach, I think, is something that, you know, we have seen works in every area of non-payroll spend, not just corporate cards, but Bill payments and, and expensive reimbursements. And if you bring all of them together, you know, it, it is something that has really resonated from a value perspective. But uh, I definitely see at the lower end of the market, especially there are players like Brex and Ramp and DV who are uh, going after largely less than 50 employee companies, less than 100 employee companies. Look, there's a market there too, right? And you know, there are six million small businesses uh, in the US. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's a bit of a you know, war and a fight happening. At the lowest end of that market where they've all raised huge amounts of uh, you know money and capital and they're largely operating like uh lending businesses for the most part right and which necessitates you know the uh, raising of huge amounts of capital and things like that and uh you know but we'll see how that market evolves uh, you know brexit recently launched their own uh um, you know, software product and bill pay and reimbursements and things like that because I think the market is also seeing uh, the shift happen. The shift, seeing the transition happen, and uh, you know, I'd like to think at Airbase we have done our part. Uh, I've been beating that drum uh, of, of uh, spend management being the larger opportunity over time. You know, uh, somebody at Airbase was observing recently that uh, no, no one, no uh, one was even talking about spend management until about three months ago. But now you go to the homepage of a lot of these newer companies, everybody talks about them being a the spend management company. Uh, today, uh, which is great, right? So we were getting a little tired of trying to evangelize uh, the category and 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 uh, talk about spend management as the opportunity uh, over the last few years. But it's good to see that that's where the market is going. But, you know, and, and I think companies are also staking out segments of the market, right? And so we are the leader in the, in the mid-market. We've always been that and, and we've always kind of focused on that market. There's a lot of activity happening in the lower end. The market in a lot of companies are actually even trying to play catch up in the first place, right? And so, you know, when you all you have to offer is a corporate card, you know, you're going to talk about being a corporate card. But I am confident that the trend you're going to see evolving over the next say 12 to 18 months is is everybody's racing to build more software capabilities into their platform. They launch paid products. They will kind of start to call themselves more spend management platforms, uh, you know, all in one finance platforms and things like that. Uh, but you have to have the product, you have to back it up with product, you have to back it up by actually solving the broader problems uh, for the customers. And, uh, you know, so we're just going to stay focused on it. We have already, you know, a good uh, 12 to 18 months ahead at least of the rest of the market in terms of actually delivering on the breadth and depth of uh, offering, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when it comes to bringing all non-payroll dollars into the same platform. And for us, it's just double down on that, right? And so there's so much more to be done, uh, uh, you know, even from here on out. Uh, in terms of serving larger and larger customers and things like that. And uh, we're just continue to do that.
0: Yeah, no, it makes sense. And, and I think one of the interesting things you touched on was the distinction between your, your software versus some of the financial products, right? Like that, that your customers actually will turn down a card that's offering them credit to be able to use a card that's tied to your software. And I think that's a really interesting topic as well, is this distinction between the, the software aspect of a product and the financial aspect of a product. I don't know if you see them as competing priorities when you're building your, your company and solving problems for your customers, but how do you think about that internally, you and your product team and your strategy team between innovating the financial side, you know, offering bigger credit limits or, or, or whatever um, goes into to that side um, versus the software side and, and improving the workflow that, that your customers interact with, um, with the Airbase platform.
1: Yeah, look, ultimately, you know, on the financial services side of things, we don't want to be in this, you know, race to the bottom competition that is currently happening in the corporate card market. Right. And so yeah, we do issue cards today. Why do we do that? Because that was the only way for us to showcase what a software workflow product you know, uh, is when it comes to corporate cards, right? So when I say that the corporate card is a software product, the corporate card is a software workflow product. What does that mean? How do like showcasing that was only possible by us issuing our own cards. But it's always been pretty apparent to me over the last few years that as the issuing platforms have gotten very mature, uh, it's just a race to the bottom. Like saying that hey, I'm going to give uh, reward, you know, compete on cash back, compete on rewards, compete on the size of the line of credit. Uh, and there's always going to be the next guy who's going to come and say, "I'm going to give you even more, right?" And you know, it's it's a kind of a fixed pie, right? And there's always going to be someone else who's willing to take a, a smaller margin, and and uh, it never ends, right? And so that's not where, you know, in, in my opinion, <coughs> you know, the core differentiation is. And uh, we're always focused on the software layer, and uh, we would rather partner with other issuers, and we also don't want to go compete with, uh, you know, banks who have much larger portfolios. Yes, they have. Corporate cards is one product, but they you know offer a whole menu of uh, products, and we don't uh, uh, you know want to go and uh, be a bank and compete with the banks. And we think long term, you know, they're uh, good partners for us, and and you know there are uh, uh, ongoing uh, activities and discussions with many of them that we'll be talking about more uh, over time. But uh, you know that's how I approach it, right? So we have no in, uh, interest in becoming a bank or competing with the banks when it comes to lending or or any of these other products, we first and foremost think of ourselves as a software business. Yes, there is a healthy amount of revenue that we make from financial services because we're a software workflow product in which payments are deeply embedded, which naturally gives us the ability to monetize that in in, uh, certain areas. And we always take those opportunities. But first and foremost... Uh, you know, we focus on the software and the experience that we deliver in deeply and you know, by deeply understanding the workflows that happen inside of businesses and the patterns in which money is spent and the problems of the different personas inside the business and going deep there and solving those well, uh, and charging a subscription fee for char- for solving those problems well. Like that's the primary focus for us, and I'm 100 percent confident that that's where the entire uh, market will go over time. Right, yep. and as everybody starts to realize that. Hey, just focusing on the financial services element of it, it's hard. And, and, uh, you know, focusing on competing with the banks long-term is not that easy. And, you know, I have doubts that startups and, and, uh, you know, fintechs will ever be able to get uh, capital more cheaply than established banks and things like that, right? And so, you know, there are scale issues, scale challenges uh, that that companies will uh, run into if that's the only focus. You know, I'm not surprised that a lot of uh, the initially corporate card only focused companies are starting to see it, right? And there's also been consolidation happening in the ecosystem, uh, which clearly recognizes that, uh, that the default expectation of the market is going to be one consolidated experience, uh, which brings together all of these different elements of how non-payroll dollars are spent in a business. Yeah. And you know, that's just going to continue to uh, accelerate.
0: Yep. yep, absolutely. And I'm sure coming out of of the COVID pandemic, your customers have appreciated your focus on software, right? I think earlier when you were describing the product, um, you were talking about a lot of things that had to do with collaboration. So can can you touch on your experience through the pandemic, the shift to remote work, um, what your customers were experiencing and how you see things moving forward from there too?
1: Yeah, look, uh, personally for us as a company, it wasn't like a huge, Change because we have always been a globally distributed company from the day we were founded, we have been globally distributed we have employees in nine countries and all of that right and so uh, while you know we all kind of faced the challenges that everybody did uh, from a, a kind of personal uh, life perspective dealing with families and kids and all of that during the pandemic uh, you know for the most part thankfully shifting from an in office culture to a remote culture was not one of them right and so that's good but a lot of our customers did. And uh, the, small, the way in which we were able to uh, support them and help them was really focusing on the collaboration aspects of solving that spend management problem, right? When you think about simple things like how do decisions about spending money get made and what are the workflows there? How do you deliver a good, seamless experience to customers? For example, you know the typical experience for any uh, customer uh, today is if you're an approver in the business, right? So you have to approve spend that somebody is requesting. The finance team is usually, hey, log into bill.com to approve uh, these bills that are waiting for your approval. Log into Expensify and approve these reimbursement requests. Log into this other system like NetSuite or something like that to approve the POs. It's like a terrible experience where you have to jump into like three, four, five different systems and everybody's chasing each other. And at least if you were in an office, you could just go tap somebody on the shoulder in a distributed environment, it's even harder to kind of stay on top of things and follow up with people. Having consistency of experience, where it doesn't matter, you know, if, if you are requesting spend on a virtual card, on a PO, on a bill that needs approval, or whatever it is, one place it comes in as a Slack notification, it goes as an email, it comes in as a mobile uh, app notification. One simple, consistent experience. Those kinds of things really matter, right? And also, when people are trying to spend money on cards. When you think of it as a software problem and a product, you don't end up in these situations where you are sharing you know, one card with a high limit and you're putting that in one password and sharing that with half the company controllers hate that. Like finance people don't really uh, want to do things like that. Right. And so, but if you have, you know, proper workflows where somebody can request spend, the right people can approve it. And only then a virtual card gets created with all the right control set on it. And then you can securely share it with the vendor or other people in the company. And, in a distributed environment, all those things become that much more important uh, as you're uh, operating the business, right? And so we have found that the value of these software workflows has only become you know, greater as we have made the shift to uh, kind of a completely distributed and remote work.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It sounds sounds like your customers are are, are better positioned now um, with, with Airbase um, as their system. I you've you've mentioned it a few times, or, or you've mentioned a few different names, but. Um, Divi and Bill.com, um, you mentioned consolidation. Um, I think, you know, as, as a, a, a wrap up question, I think it would be interesting to hear your thoughts on kind of that consolidation in the market. If you want to touch on a specific uh, you know, acquisition, feel free. Um, but you know, looking at the market and also looking at Airbase and, and what you guys are focused on, um, can you leave our listeners with some, some thoughts uh, for the future of Airbase, spend management, and, and the space in general?
1: Yeah. So look, I think the Divi's acquisition by Bill.com, I think is massive validation for what uh, at least we've been doing and saying at Airbase uh, for uh, many years now, right? Which is that the default expectation of the market is going to be that silos will no longer do. You have to kind of deliver you know, tightly integrated, cohesive experiences across the board, no matter what the payment method is. Uh, and I think this is basically build.com saying that, hey, look, we have a Bill payments product, the market is expecting bill payments and corporate cards and reimbursements in one platform. We don't have that and and we should go buy a corporate card, which is what is primarily uh, Divi's uh, business, right? And so, you know, and I think it's huge validation when a $10, $12 billion public company goes and says, here, I'm going to bet 20, 25% of my company uh, to, uh, uh, you know, uh, invest in that future, right? Because I I believe strongly that that's going to be the future. That's great. I think that's uh, uh, obviously <laughs> I agree, and uh, uh, that's something that we've been working towards. And uh, it, it remains to be seen, of course. Can you solve this problem through acquisition, right? So can you take you know, two different companies, two different products, you know, merge them uh, together and still deliver a high quality, cohesive product experience to the customer? You know, that's an open question. We'll see uh, how that works out. And uh, from our perspective, nothing has changed, right? So. I, I am very happy and we as a team are very happy to continue to see what we've always been saying for the last 10 or four years that you know, the, the consolidation problem is the problem to be solved. We didn't take a detour into being a corporate card and then figuring out, especially during the pandemic, that shit like if people are not spending money on the cards anymore, revenue goes down or there is a strategic vulnerability there now let's shift focus and become a spend management company. Like We haven't had to go through that journey. It's been a straight line uh, go invest deeply in being the best spend management platform uh, that we can be, which has allowed us to kind of build a massive lead on that front and actually deliver on uh, uh, the product. And uh, now we're going to continue to do that. There's, there's so much more that we can do from a product perspective in terms of continuing to understand deeply the workflows that happen inside of businesses and the patterns of spend that happen, the work that finance and accounting team uh, teammates, uh, especially them, they do every day. And, uh, you know, we're going
0: to keep solving those problems and that's solved as well so far and and we'll keep going. Absolutely, Sejo. It's been great having you on the show. Thanks for for sharing your story about Airbase and uh, talking about uh, spend management. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Currency Cloud is an online payments company that makes international money transfers fast and simple for businesses. We're building a borderless future where international transactions are seamless For a better user experience, discover the world's most trusted payment platform and our toolkit of developer-friendly APIs at CurrencyCloud.com. You've been listening to the Payments Innovation Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe now on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Until next time.